I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm going to let you finish. But Bandwagons is the best podcast of all time. You're listening to Bandwagons. We're going to have to do something about these intros. (laughs) When I say we had to debate about that for 15 minutes. Um, um, The majority of people ask us in terms of how much we prepare and stuff. We probably prepare more for the intros than we do the content of every episode. episode, Yeah, yeah. yeah, like the series is just intros. It's not great. Breed, how are you? You were... uh, you were back. You were stranded. Windswept and interesting. (laughs) What happened? I got stuck. I was on my way packing up my car ready to come back to Dublin and the storm hit I just missed my window and could not get on the road yeah so we said um, we'd hold off one day because we've we've been pretty good up until now we're doing it a year and we've never missed an episode and we've never had an episode late so yeah and there's a lot of shit has happened a lot of shit <laughs> has happened in yeah absolutely so we thank you for your patience as always we're back with another episode that I'm quite excited about I think you're 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 all gonna get nostalgic yeah, let's put it like that. What are we talking about today, Breed? We are talking about award season. Woo. Um, do you get involved in award season? Does do you observe it? No. So see, this is the thing. We're obviously in the thick of like movie and TV award season, and I don't watch much TV or many movies. Like I obviously watch the show that I can't mention because no, I have to put it in my swear jar, but. Beyond that, I'm pretty limited. Um, I used when I was growing up, I used to obsessively watch the MTV Video Music Awards. Same, uh, like I don't. And it was now when I say growing up, it was like the couple of years that we got Sky, and I was still old enough that I cared and thought that it mattered. But I loved all that because it's an orchard that kind of appealed to that age and that kind of culture. And um, the Grammys, I used to take very seriously. I used to like me thinking I'm some kind of reputable news source I would just when someone would tweet like the category nominations I would then tweet them as well as if anybody gave an F-U-C-K but um, now the honest answer is no I'm more in I'm more involved in the discussion around it more than I never really have a horse in the race to be honest yeah. what about you? I was the same do you remember the year um, the EMAs came to Belfast yes. and they were so close but so far so far I there was so many competitions I entered to try to get to that and it just didn't happen um, but like that and I also used to watch E Red Carpets a lot I was mad into E for a while yeah for Fashion guys, Police Joan Rivers God rest her soul even though she did have her problematic moments as well that was what like really got me into like celebrity culture as well and e- like not, not even just fashion but I learned about so many people that I would have no knowledge of in yeah. terms of American celebrities and designers and Loved all that aspect of it. And I mean, everyone loves looking at a Guna, do you know? Yeah. You can't beat that. 
Yeah, like you were saying, this award season technically is like the film and TV award season from like November to February. But when do the EMAs and VMAs and all those happen? They or usually like the happen. Nickelodeon Kids Choice. <laughs> do you remember those? The iconic, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, well, the Grammys is like February-ish. I don't have a date. I have the dates, actually. Do you? Actually, yeah. yeah. But then the VMAs and stuff tends to happen. More summertime, is it? Yeah, the movie, the MTV Movie Awards is like August-ish and then going into September, October, it's the VMAs and then the EMAs. You generally... Okay. On the topic of the EMAs and you wanting to go to Belfast, that's the European Music Awards if anyone is like, I don't know what you're talking about and MTV hosted. Yeah. Again, does it really matter? Absolutely not, but everyone has a ball. Um, I used to work with a guy who goes to the EMAs every year because a couple of years ago, they won a competi- he won a competition I think it was, it might have been in Lisbon, somewhere in that area of the world, like Portugal, Spain, one of those cities. It was on there and he won a trip to go. And there was like a load of people got sent from all around the world. And um, they go now every year and they're still like all mates. Isn't that mad? Just like uh, off his own expense. Yeah, yeah. but like everyone goes and it's, (laughs) you're like, you're like wincing there. But you'd like... That's a nice little friend thing to do that you wouldn't yeah. even think of. It's like Eurovision. People do that. For yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not entirely dissimilar. God, what a massive expense though. Could you imagine yeah. paying that off and then going again the next year? But I mean, you're only going to somewhere in Europe. You just get a Ryanair flight and then... And can you just buy tickets to, to those? I have no idea how that works. I'd imagine there's probably like... Or do you just show for the hype and the red carpet? I'd say you can buy tickets. Interesting. And then I'd say they give a load away because I'd say a load of people don't buy tickets, do you know? MTV EMAs tickets. I'm going to find that out. Okay. Why don't you get stuck into what we're talking about? Okay, so award season is an annual time period between November and February, like we said, um, mostly in the United States where the majority of important award ceremonies take place. Um, so yeah, it's, it kicks off in like with the kind of smaller festivals in November. The big one we'd usually hear about first over here is the Golden Globes. It was January 5th this year. Did you... No. Nope. Take any notice of it? No. I watched. There was controversy. Was that Ricky Gervais? Sorry, yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe we have to talk about Ricky Gervais, but I'm more than happy to because I love going out. Um, I, I watch it because I have this later on down my notes, but we may as well talk about it now. Social media now, um, again, like the red carpet stuff, that's what I'd keep track of, but I'm noticing people have started like commentaries of that. So I'll watch that, but I cannot be our staying up that late trying to find a stream like yeah. excuse me no thank you unless I was covering it for work or something I would have ze- it just doesn't interest me again because the movies that I watched for 2019 that were eligible for this award series were Judy Hustlers Captain Marvel which wasn't nominated for anything as far as I'm aware and <laughs> Elf which didn't come out in 2019 they're the so. only movies you've watched this whole year yeah I'm very bad at going to cinema and I'm hope like one of my non really important news resolutions is to go to the cinema more but um yeah, I didn't really care. And also, I loathe Ricky Gervais because, and just getting into the speech, as you said, there was a lot of controversy because it's, Ricky Gervais offends everyone. Oh, what a mega legend. The man is transphobic, first and foremost. Like, granted, yeah, he's done a lot for animal rights and whatever. And I don't think that, like, extras is very funny. He's done a lot of very funny stuff before. Yeah. But, I mean, parts of his speech seem to be criticizing, like, the Hollywood elite and... He had a pop at Greta Thunberg and stuff. And a part of me is just like, you're not one of us. You're not like me and you sitting at this table now, like looking at these people being like, yeah, celebrities are such hypocrites. He's a celebrity. He's a millionaire. Like I just thought it was a bit, I thought it was a bit rich, to be okay. honest. Devil's advocate though, there's never going to be one of us in a position to do that. The minute Absolutely, you cross yeah. that line, you're one of them. And like, if they don't start taking pops at each other, no one's going to do it. Do you know and I mean, yeah, I do have to admire that because they could have gone with someone that was a lot safer in inverted commas that would never dream of saying stuff like that but there was a part of me that was like you're not on the outside looking in you are on the inside and not are like probably are probably as probably as bad if not worse in a lot of ways do you know and I, I just know from him being a, such an online person as I am like he gets very tetchy on Twitter when he thinks like he's constantly preaching about free speech and whatever blah 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 and then if he regularly searches his name on social media sites and blocks people who criticize him so practice what you preach you know what I mean and now I'm not saying if someone is being like if someone is harassing you or if someone is being what is the word when people are trolling yeah I'm I'm thinking of something more serious I can't think of the word but it doesn't matter that will do harassing what did you say (laughs) yeah in that family of just generally being 
a dickhead beyond like criticizing then yeah I would understand blocking but he is like he's gotten people kicked off platforms before because he hasn't agreed to what they've said so he's not going back for the 2021 awards no but he knew that going into this one which was interesting which is probably why he was like yeah he kept saying he's like I can say what I want this is my last one so I don't know how they came to that agreement that they were like right we'll let you do this year but you're not coming back next year um, Sandra O did it a couple of years ago last year, maybe tw- for 2019. She was very good. I enjoyed Sandra. her. Um, Killing Eve. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, underrated. Because I, again, I was like, oh, she's, I just know her from her gay's anatomy character, Christina, I think. and um, Principal Gupta in Princess Diaries. Of course. <laughs> Gupta. How could I forget? <laughs> but again, two quite serious roles. <laughs> like, so that's all I thought isn't of her. That, so that is like, her, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it is. I think. Christ, God, I hope so. Check that, oh my that God. because if that's our, I'm um, shocked. But then, did, sorry, you didn't watch it though. No, no, I watched his speech. Do you, do we remember anyone who won or anything significant? Um, J Lo not winning. Bullshit for Hustlers. I cannot remember a single person that like won. you saw Hustlers as well. And I feel like, and we'll talk about it when we get to the Oscars in more detail. Jennifer Lopez has been shot out of a lot of categories, and I am angry about it. I left the cinema that night saying give J-Lo an Oscar and I said yes. it with maybe about 20% irony 80% serious because that movie was gripping and what a portrayal from her my argument with that is that it was a, it was a good movie but her performance definitely wasn't the best performance of the year give me a break in any film say it to my face do you know what I mean it's no, just like the most hyped performance. Jesus, no. She's not, d- like it was grand. Do, do, would I compare I f- it to like someone's performance in Schindler's List? I don't know why I picked that movie because I haven't <laughs> seen it, but um, no, like absolutely not. But so I then think- what's the criteria for winning an Oscar? It has to be gold and an, people have to a Golden Globe even. I, that's a great question. And I, th- but this is, and I'm not saying that's sarcastic. I think there is a case of like, who decides this? Who decides what go- what's w- good? What is good? Obviously, like, art is subjective. Like, yeah. I mean, do you know what I mean? I think Ratatouille is one of the greatest movies ever created. I'm sure the Oscar Academy, like, would have something to say about that, you know? And probably not good. And listen, that's another podcast for another day. But the one thing I would say is, I just think it's, I, there was a lot of buzz around her. If we're taking, if we're to take it at face value that it's what the critics think, her performance was critically acclaimed. So then I'm wondering, is she not getting nominated because she's J-Lo? Because it's this kind of movie that it's like glitzy and it's for women and it's it's this kind of female portrayal of the female life that men will never understand. Is it kind of, like I'm going very in on this and analysing it probably too deeply, but I'm like, is there an element of misogyny there yeah. where it's like, you don't, like, because the Academy is still made up largely of men, and they're probably like, this isn't for me because they don't see anything in this movie for them because it's not their experience. And as much as, that's not to say that I understand it because I was a stripper in a past life. stripper, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish. But, I mean, we can still understand it from the case of like, I mean, trying to make money or having your body sexualized and, you know, having men constantly taking advantage of you and turning the tables, those kind of themes that came up from that movie. Yeah. Like, like what but do you think? But there's a difference between a good movie and a story that's well told and a good actor. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think J-Lo, J-Lo did a great job, but I don't think she was even the best actor in that film, let alone in every film from the last year. I What was the other lead? I would disagree. I have the, what, the other, oh, the other lead, Constance Wu. Constance Wu was better. I mean, yeah, but I suppose from the perspective of, you're not maybe expecting it from J-Lo. But then that's not fair. Like, then you are judging her because she's I'm not, J-Lo. I'm not saying just that. just on, the other, way, in the, on not, the other way. I'm not saying that J-Lo deserves it more or less than Constance Wu. That's not there. I'm just saying You said like, she deserved it. Overall, because <laughs> <laughs> she did. Like, stop bringing Constance Moon to this. Constance Moon was good as well. But I just mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sad. Okay, I'm just sad for J Lo. Okay. Is that what you wanted me to say? Because you've got me to say it. Okay. Um, Will we get back to the Golden Globes? Yeah. So actually, the Golden Globes have happened. Uh, Critics' Choice also happened on the twelfth of January. Sorry, um, Sandro did host the 2019 Oscars alongside Andy Samberg. I could not remember. I was like, it's some white Andy man. Andy Samberg, that was very funny. It was, the like, two of them together. And it wasn't, the, my, again, going back to my issue with Ricky, it's not, I know people complain about, oh, everything's so politically correct and we can't joke about everything. Like their routine was very wholesome, still very funny. And not and like wholesome in that it was like pandering or mollycoddling. Yeah, was, not too PC. It was very like on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I would agree. Do you think um, they should go the, the way of the Oscars, all of them, and just not have anyone host? No. No more controversy then? Again, not that I ever particularly watch the Oscars either, but I think they could do... They could do with the host. Like, I think any of those shows can do with an anchor because otherwise... Do you know, I just feel like there isn't as much content in terms of monologues and stuff or whatever. Maybe that's... You are alone in that because um, the 90th Academy Awards, otherwise known as the Oscars, in 2018 had the lowest ever ratings um, with less than half of... This is not going to make any sense because I wrote it out in a really weird way. Less than half of the 57.25 million viewers of the 70th Academy Awards in 1998. Half the ratings of 1998. That was with a host. So they had... No, yeah, that was with their host. So they asked Dwayne Johnson to host it last year in the hopes that him being the highest paid actor in Hollywood that it would bring back up the ratings again. Yeah. Um, He couldn't do it because he had a couple of films and scheduling just got in the way, Jumanji and all that. So they asked, <laughs> He's in the of jungle. course, Kevin Hart. Oh yeah. Or are you going to talk about this? Did you want to? No, I was because I, I have... Oh, I can give opinions, but I have no info, so I'm glad okay, you have cool. recovered. So after... Considering using one host for each of the three hours, they eventually announced Sorry. that Kevin Hart would host the ceremony. Um, Hart expressed that it was truly an honour and a thrill to be asked to host the Academy Awards. Um, and then controversy emerged when past jokes and comments he had made um, were seen to contain like anti-gay slurs and really bad language. He had one tweet that, I'm paraphrasing... But it was basically something about how, like, if his kid grew up gay, he would be really up annoyed and upset. Oh, yeah. Um, he's done a series on Netflix about it since. Or, like, kind of, it's I, about I, his life. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch it either. But the trailer is very good. We watched it after I was over watching Don't Fuck With Cats again for some reason when we were You watched it twice. The girls are watching it home in Cove. So I was like, I'll, I'll watch it with you. But I'll never love again. Um... And uh, the trailer came out, started automatically playing for that after. And myself and Rebecca started playing the very start of the episode because I was waiting to get a lift back. And I was like, it really pulls you in, in the sense that it's not. Because in terms of this situation, right, you can come at this from a few angles. Like, he should not have said it. What he said is, abs- there are anti-discriminatory views. Or not anti-discriminatory, they're discriminatory views because yeah. they're anti-discriminatory. Double negative. You know what I mean. Um, they're horrific things to say. I don't know what age he was when he tweeted them, but he was definitely like, it wasn't it a was case a of like... It was a while back, I think. Like, absolutely. But still, he but was he still was, an adult. He was still an adult. Yeah. Like, this isn't like 12-year-old trying to be PewDiePie or whatever on no. the internet. He was famous at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was around a time when, obviously, people aren't as educated, people don't have access to the kind of resources that we do now, and the type of discourse that people have, people just weren't as privy to it. Um, the other thing then is it kind of brings in an element of like cancel culture and in first commas I know people are probably sick to the teeth of talking about it yeah. there is a part of me that's like what do people gain from trawling through the internet and bringing up stuff to use against people if you're not going to do it as like a learning moment where people can be like I'm sorry I've learned from this blah 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 but then there's the issue of how he handled it because if he had handled it like that, I think I would have more sympathy for him and a lot of other people would. Or not sympathy, but I th- feel like people would accept it and move on. Like his whole thing after when the Oscars pulled him, he basically... He stepped down now, officially. He stepped down. Yeah. But the, like, okay, he stepped down, but then immediately went on the sympathy tour. He went on Ellen without ever really apologising. He yeah. did a couple of other things. He's made a documentary. Exactly, it. yeah. But I know an apology did come, but it came quite a, quite a while after he initially stepped down. Like yeah. it was very much, and he, and in fairness to him, he shows this in the documentary where he's like, kind of doesn't really accept the criticism and is trying to make the argument that this was so long ago, blah, 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 whatever else. I don't know. What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I can see... I should say as well, I just don't like him. I wouldn't have been a fan of him before anyway. Yeah. This absolutely did not help. But More it's stuff has come out since about him cheating on his wife and stuff, which just paints him in a really bad light. I think oh, yeah, yeah. yeah in horrific. Documentary as well. It's in the documentary, Dave Chappelle, the comedian, and again, I'm paraphrasing, but he said it because obviously Kevin was like the, the highest grossing comedian in the world, like huge tours, huge success between movies and his stand-up. And Dave Chappelle made a joke that he was like three or four tweets away from everything ending, do you know? Yeah. And then everything came out. It was very weird. But anyway, go on, what do you think? 
I don't know. It's just tough because I think comedians are the one people who give themselves permission to say the thing that they shouldn't say. And it's just like what's acceptable at one time won't be acceptable in 10 years time. So can you blame him for what? Like, obviously, it's not like what he said now is not okay and wouldn't be acceptable if he tweeted it today. But it was obviously not as bad at the time or wasn't. Do you know what I mean? So can we publicly shame him for what he said? Even though we didn't, we saw it at the time and we didn't react the same way. There was a time in the internet where like, which I feel like people aren't going to acknowledge. And again, I'm speaking for myself and from my experience. I'm fair play to anyone who was more woke and had more access, as I said, to these kind of conversations and to people who could lead them and were willing to be like, this isn't okay and this is why. Um, But uh, there was a time in the internet and I remember um, for me existing on the internet where it was this thing where you said whatever you could to get attention no matter how controversial it was which is pathetic and again extremely privileged of me as a white cis straight woman to be able to do that or for anyone Um, so I agree with you in that sense I suppose it was it's the way he handled it and to be honest I don't think he would have done a good job at the Oscars regardless I think the Oscars is so stiffy like stiffy and his sense of humour I don't know what it would have translated to that. Um, I feel like he's gotten a lot of mileage out of it, as you said, even with the Netflix documentary. Yeah. Um, whereas you think of people who are LGBT, who are constantly like deplatformed and don't get the representation and rarely get the opportunities that they, they do, that straight celebrities do. So I don't know. I Like, I wouldn't be arsed. I don't think... He probably will get some opportunity to host again, I would imagine. I'd say people have already kind of forgotten about it. And I would say forgiven him. And to be honest, the people that haven't probably don't matter to the Academy or any like award place. Yeah, but he kicked off this trend anyway. So because he stepped down, they went to previous hosts um, to see if any of them wanted to host it again. Like Seth MacFarlane, Ellen, uh, Neil Patrick Harris... Chris Rock, Jimmy Kimmel, they all said no. So they had to go ahead and do it without a host. And it got the best ratings that it's gotten in a long time from not having a host, isn't it? Wasn't there something about that the cast of the Avengers was going to... Yeah, so that was what they ended up doing was instead of, like, as well as having people present awards, they just gave them, like, little pieces to say to introduce the next segment or whatever. And it worked well. So they're doing it again this year. Um, Yeah. I suppose it's safer than having someone that absolutely bombs. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's, you have a 50-50 chance that it's going to be like good or bad. You I, know? Like, and it's very rare that you see a monologue or like a, a host do their whole, like a whole show and not have some like uh, cringe. Yeah. It's not, it's very rare. I thought Neil Patrick Harris did a great job, but still. I can't really remember. He him. did like a whole musical number. Yeah. I just remember, do you remember when James Franco, who has now since been cancelled and Anne Hathaway did it? And no. like the backlash, they hated each other. The backlash to that was was it extreme? Yeah, it's like regarded as one of the worst ever ceremonies, monologues, bits, everything. It was just Oaks. weird. Yeah. Um, do you want me to take you through some of my other controversies that have happened at award shows? You're yeah. definitely gonna know all of them. Um, do you remember the pe- the best picture confusion of 2017? So um, at the Oscars, former Bonnie and Clyde stars Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty were presenting the best picture category. Uh, Beatty looked confused as he pulled the winner's name out of the red envelope and tossed it to Dunaway, who called out La La Land. The team behind the musical rushed to the stage and started um, giving their speeches and saying thank yous and everything before um, a load of men. They were on like their second or third speech before like a load of men in headsets rushed the stage and said, no, 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 there's been a mistake. Um, It was Moonlight, wasn't it? Moonlight had actually won, yeah. Do you remember this? I do remember, yeah. So entertaining. I wish, it's those moments that I'm like, oh God, I wish I watched that live because that's horrific. Imagine standing up there and being like, I would like to thank not only God, but Jesus H. Christ. And then someone with a headset being like, get off the stage. Yeah. Tr- like, you literally, the imagine. get off the stage. <laughs> Fair. I hope no. someone does it to me. No, could you imagine how embarrassed you'd be though? Oh yeah, no, like it's, I'm making a joke, but I would imagine it mortification on another level yeah and uh, Jimmy Kimmel was hosting that year and he blamed Steve Harvey and said like started cracking jokes being like everybody gets a statue and oh yeah because it did not land well if people don't know Steve Harvey hosts the Miss America Miss USA pageant one of them in the states obviously and there was one year where he announced the wrong winner and that became a meme so yeah and then Warren Beatty grabbed the mic and was like I'm so sorry that wasn't a joke it was just 
so cringy what happened then so or is it just a case do you think sometimes they do these things on purpose to be like drum up a bit of attention yeah well he said he had been given a duplicate envelope for the best actress category so um the card he actually pulled out said best actress in a leading role emma stone la la land that's why he looked and that's why he looked confused and that's why he gave it to her because he was like this isn't right and she went yeah la la land so someone fudged the cards in the background i don't know Someone definitely got fired for that. Yeah, blunder. yeah, some poor PA. Did you see La La Land or Moonlight? I watched La La Land well after and everyone told me it would be right up my street and it's probably the worst thing I've ever seen. It was... I can't believe... That's, yeah, that's left field for you. It was crap. It was, it was crap. It was like a musical for people who don't like musicals. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Maybe that's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. Like, I didn't love it. I know some people were. I really like Emma Stone and I really like Ryan Gosling, but it's not not their finest. What about John Legend? Was he in it? Yeah. He's a piano guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of him too. But it, the, be, the, the film, the music, I was shy. I'd be glad to know. Did you watch Moonlight? No. Neither did I. I think I'd like to, though. Probably should at some stage, yeah. Um, probably one of the biggest pop culture moments that we have yet to talk about. On any podcast was Kanye interrupting Taylor. Which, like, did that happen last decade? It what year did that in happen? 2009. Okay, so oh, I was going to think because people big kept asking, people kept asking us about um, our pop culture moments of the decade, and I was thinking, God, if we didn't say that, that's bad. But it's didn't. Do you know what I did say? So was uh, Beyonce announcing her pregnancy at the end of Love on Top? At oh the VMAs? yes, at the VMAs. That yeah, was, that I played that in my She's head. She's wearing the trousers today. and yeah. the sequin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's class. Cracker. Um, that's how I'm gonna do it. Let's let's talk about Kanye Gate. Yeah, so Kanye Part one. is no stranger to controversy. He jumped on stage at the 2009 um, MTV Video Music Awards and stole the mic from then 19-year-old Taylor Swift. And uh, just as she had started to give her acceptance speech and famously said, I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had the best music video of all time or something, wasn't it? For single ladies. Horrific. Yeah, bad. He's like, Taylor, I'm really happy. Yo, Taylor, I'm really happy for you and I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best music, best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. And then he gave her back the mic. He was booed. Um, And President Obama called him a jackass. (laughs) Or said it was a jackass move. It was a jackass move. As much as I'm not particularly... The saga is so complicated going forward from that. The feud carried on for 10 years. Yeah, There was like so many things put into place as well. Not necessarily things put into place, but I think Taylor Swift performed the following year and she performed Innocent, which is about... You're not an innocent. Are you still an innocent, is it? Which, yeah, it's supposedly about Kanye and that whole thing because it's like, it's okay, life is a tough crowd, 32 and still growing up now. Like, yeah. it's a bit salty, but she performed it and it was supposed to be this whole thing that like, she was over it, it was fine. She definitely wasn't over it, which is fair enough. Um, they, they've absolutely dragged the arse out of it. Like Oh, it got a whole episode on Keeping Up With The Kardashians about yeah. these voice notes and or like phone calls that were recorded about giving permission to use each other's image or whatever. Yeah. Still, that was only last year. Um, both artists made diss tracks, took to social media, apologised and then gave retracted forgiveness. I don't know where I got th- I got all this from uh, Reader's Digest, actually. This is none of my own research. Oh, jeez, we're expanding our sources. <laughs> Wikipedia. Wikipedia was at the start and now we're on to Reader's um, Digest. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> was he right to do it? No, but I think it's a way to, like, was he on drugs? Probably. Did you, uh, yes, and I don't want to be like, there's also a very, and I don't want to speculate, there's a large possibility that he was mentally unwell. Yeah. Jeff, you'd have to be. Is that an excuse? In some way. No, and I wouldn't argue that. But, oh, yeah, it's just, again, you, apparently, I know there was a lot of spe- speculation at the time. Now, obviously, that's been dismissed since about whether that was another publicity stunt. But like, how could you say that when it's years later and we still talk about it? Yeah. When you see any of those listicles about like the most controversial wardrobe moments, that's the one that comes how up. How did you see my browser history? Um, who do you think had the better music video? I can't even remember what song. Was it You Belong With Me? Must have been, yeah. Versus Versus what? Single, the ladies? single ladies. Both shit enough. Like, they were both fine. I mean... Not worth having a fight Beyonce over, like, did a lot of dancing, like. Great choreography, but I don't know. Like, physically, I would imagine Beyonce was more tired. Do you remember Like, I'd imagine she had one? to exert herself more than Taylor Swift. Yeah, it was with her man, Lucas Taylor, and they were doing the... From like, the Hannah Montana movie. The, which is, let's call it right now, a bit of a Love Actually rip. 
Do you know? Jesus, yeah, you're not wrong. And like, and she's doing like, also there's a bit of internalised misogyny in that that she's like, not like other girls. Why won't he look at me? Because I wear glasses and I have astigmatism and I am therefore better (laughs) than this girl. I have astigmatism too. I'm dunking on myself. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but again, she was 19. She was quite literally a child. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play a clip from my, this is my final one and my favourite ever award show. F up. Uh, Who eats that? No, that's the wrong one. These acrylics of shit. Keep that in. Shag me again. Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazzy. Can we have some context for anyone who, if you don't know about this, very few people actually know who Adina Menzel is. Welcome it into your life. Before this, she's one of my favorite ever people. Fanula said, if I could be anyone in the world, I'd probably be her. Yeah. In one episode. Um, so John Travolta had one job to do at the 2014 Oscars and that was to introduce the Frozen singer slash actress Idina Menzel's performance of what would become the that evening's best original song. Um, instead, he bizarrely welcomed Adela Dazeem to the stage um, and everyone thought he was drunk or has, some had feared he'd had a stroke. <laughs> Which we shouldn't God, be laughing that's about. Awful. But he, We're not laughing about that, don't cancel us. He blamed a frazzled entrance an unexpected encounter with Goldie Hawn, which like, who can blame him? And a change. I would re- I'd have a similar reaction if I met Goldie Hawn. Yeah, and a change on the cue cards. Um, Adina got him back by introducing him a year later, I think, as uh, he, she called him Glam Gazingo. Please welcome to the stage, Glam Gazingo. Glam Gazingo. Um, Glam Gazingo, that's good. And she was like, it's fine. It's not like it's going to follow me around for the rest of my life or anything. She was Fair. Wrong. She was wrong. But I mean... It's more that he's kind of... He's uh, followed him, yeah. yeah. He just seems like this big Egypt now, doesn't he? God, that's so funny. <laughs> Who does eat that many eggs, though? <laughs> Adele Dazeem. Adele like, Dazeem. It's just so And she, good. like, sorry, she's arguably mo- more relevant than John Travolta these days. It's just annoying. Yeah. He did one musical. She's done so, so many more. Yeah. Countless contributions to society. Yeah. Um, John Travolta was in a movie recently, though, that was directed by Fred Durst, who is the singer from Limp Bizkit, as far as I'm aware. Okay. I need to double check that. Um, and it's supposed to be horrifically bad. So. Shane is saying, yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? No. What's it called again? Maybe he is Limp Bizkit. Oh, he is Limp Bizkit. Okay. Oh, well, it's definitely him. Okay. We got that confirmed Not by another source. With Robert Durst from The Jinx. No. No relation. <laughs> Which is what I always... When I hear that name, I'm like, why do I know? I'm like, oh, he's the guy in the jinx. I'm like, no, he's not. Twitchy man from the jinx. Um, yeah, they're my top three. Do you top have three? any more you'd like to add? Um, mine are kind of serious, but it ties in with this series, this year's uh, Oscar nominations. Did you pay attention? All I saw was the video of Saoirse Ronan's mom and the dog seeing her nomination. Come very up. cute. Um, and the whole country lost their minds that Saoirse Ronan has been nominated again. Very, very cute and very good for Saoirse. Will she win? We're, uh, probably not. She's nominated she... for Little Women. Have you seen it? No. Are you going to see it? No. Why? I kind of thought you'd be into that. Why? I don't know. Why am I insulted? Women. <laughs> They're small. You shouldn't be insulted. Small women. Small. These women are small. I was literally just talking to my housemate before I came out and she was like, oh, I'm going to see Little Women tonight. She was like, I hadn't even heard of it. I was like, oh, it's a classic. Like, <laughs> It's a pretty big thing. And she it was is. like, oh no, I've heard of it. But she was like, I didn't know there was a film. It was shot in Wicklow, wasn't it? it I, parts I of it were shot in, mm. in Ireland. I promise okay. you. I promise you. Citation needed. Um, yeah, but basically the... the <laughs> <laughs> The the nominations came out. They came out this week. I do. I was going to give days, and it's going to be too confusing. Um, yeah, they came out this week, and I want to. I want to bring us back to 2016. Where were you in 2016? Were we in college? Were we finished? We were in college. There, I was probably sitting in your on your bed. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Drinking cans. Um, I want to bring us back to a piece that I wrote for DCU's esteemed the College View. Oh yeah. Um, about the Oscars and about the Oscar nominations. Um, so I wrote January 15th, 2015, the Academy Award nominations were announced. Not a single actor of colour was nominated. Out of all the movies nominated for Oscars, only five had directors who were not white. Upon the announcement, April Rain, managing editor of BroadwayBlack.com, tweeted, hashtag Oscars so white, they asked to touch my hair. The awards passed. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Statuettes were placed on mantles and the world continued to turn. January 14th, 2016, the Academy Award nominations were announced. All 20 contenders across the acting categories were white. Uh, Rain is now urging others to boycott the ceremony while also encouraging those already involved in the ceremony to speak out and take a stand against the lack of diversity in Hollywood. Hashtag grew legs. Jada Pinkett Smith put her support behind it. Uh, so did Will Smith. Um, director Spike Lee, he directed Concussion, if anyone remembers that. President Obama addressed the controversy saying it is an expression of a broader issue. Um, Best Actor nominee Mark Ruffalo has said that the issue goes beyond the Oscars. Um, and I bring this up because it's come up again this year. It's actually born a sequel and it is hashtag Oscars so whiter and with more men. And the headlines that have revolved around the nominations, I don't know, some of them are really funny. Um, one of them was just, this year's Oscars are a joke. And then there was one about um, Jimmy Kimmel, and I think a few came out against it, uh, talk, making jokes about how like there was no representation among the 2020 nominations. And there was another headline that said, mostly white males host, mostly white male hosts criticize mostly white male Oscars, which is fair. Um, it's been argued once again that the Oscar categories lack diversity just to put into context, only one actor of colour was nominated in the major acting categories and, and there was no women in Best Director. And this is coming from a year again. I hate to go back to Hustlers. Hustlers was directed by a woman and she should have been nominated. I do not have her name. I feel really bad. I do. Sorry. It's Lorene Scafaria. Um, Greta Gerwig obviously directed Little Women. I was going to say, yeah. Like it's, no, no nomination? No. Um, I can, I'll run through. I have the nominations that matter. That sounds really hateful. I'm sorry if you're involved in like screenplay and design. Your craft does matter. But just for the context of this podcast, I have best, best Picture. So this year we have Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen that? No. Um, the Irishman. Still haven't seen that. Never going to watch because it's too long. Um, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Looks good. I've heard good things about it. Um, Joker. No, haven't seen that either. Um, Little Women. No. Marriage Story, I actually have seen. I That's have seen another that one too. that I forgot. Yeah. I mean. Shit enough that was up. Like it's I not, enjoyed it. Not one of the best 10 films of the last I, yeah. year. Do you know what I mean? I'd enjoyed it, but I would agree. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that was very good. I enjoyed that. Um, And Parasite. No, never even heard of Parasite. Um, getting a lot of hype. Yeah. Uh, best actor, Antonio... Is this right? Banderas. Was Antonio Banderas in... Puss in Boots. For The Legend of Zorro. Um, <laughs> his two defining roles. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, Marge Story. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. Uh, Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. Then Best Actress, we have... I Sin- saw The Two Popes. No. Did you? Well, a bit of it. <laughs> How are all these Netflix ones getting nominated? Any feedback? Because they've done it now that if you release it in the cinema for a certain amount of time, it can be nominated for Oscars. Which is why, I don't know if you saw Uncut Gems or have heard any hype about that. It's basically Adam Sandler like returning a big serious role. Um, he said that if he done it, like I, the plot is basically, as far as I'm aware, he's a... I'm going to have this totally wrong, but it's something about jewels and he's a jeweler and he might have a gambling addiction as well. It looks, I'm such a bad sell. It looks so, so good. Oh yeah. He's unrecognisable in it. Well, he would recognise him, but his performance, he's supposed to be like. <laughs> so he's kind of recognisable. He's kind of, anyway, he said that if he wasn't nominated for an Oscar, that he was going to make um, a movie that was incredibly bad on purpose. And that's it? No. Um, and he hasn't been nominated. So Little Nicky 2 is imminent. Um, but so all sorry. these bad movies he's been making were not on purpose. 
Well, he didn't address that, but... <laughs> Jack but sorry, Jill, sorry, just to answer your question. Uncut James is coming out at the end of this month, but it's in cinemas now. Okay. But, and that's why they were like... A little bit, like so like, that's why the Irishman was in cinemas yeah. in Ireland? Now, okay. there's still huge buzz around Uncut James. Like, it's getting really, really good reviews. I really want to see it in the cinema because it looks really, really intense. And I feel like it, that we environment... Go, we? I think we should. Okay. Um, sorry, where was I? Yeah, John the Price, two votes. Best actress, Cynthia Erivo. Harriet, I have not seen that. Um, Scarlett Johansson from Our Story. She also got a double nomination. She was in for Best Supporting Actor for Jojo Rabbit. Um, Saoirse Ronan, as we just said, up for Little Women. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger for Judy, which I think is pretty fair. I know a lot of people were like, Judy's a bit of a miserable movie, but she's incredible in it. Yeah. She's so, so good. She is unrecognisable as Renee Zellweger in it. As Judy Garland, do you mean? No, she's unrecognisable as herself. Like, she, you're, oh, you completely sorry. buy into the fact that she's Judy. Yeah. I have not seen it. <laughs> um, and then best director then, as we said, there are no moths allowed. Um, we have The Irishman, which is obviously Martin Scorsese, The Joker, Todd Phillips, 1917, Sam Mendes, which, Jesus Christ, how many more war films do we need? Like, we know what happened. Michal said it was very good. It is supposed to be very good because they did this whole thing where it's like, it's shot in one take, but there's another yeah, part of me that's like... it's not actually like, shot in one take. I know, but like, it looks like it's shot in one take. I don't know. Spoiler, it's not. Um, they go, Michal said they go through a lot of dark rooms. I wouldn't point be arsed. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Dunkirk supposed to have been shot in one take as well? I don't think I don't think so. I think there was something like that. We'll have to ask Harry Styles. Um, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch is in it. I, there's yeah. a really funny TikTok going around of people trying, like, looking up other. It was a Reddit thread of other names that they gave him, and it's like Benadryl, <laughs> Cabbage Patch, what, what Benadryl were, Cabbage Patch. What were we doing that for the other day? Hosier? No, we were sending each other voice notes in the middle. Of oh, the night. sorry. We were going through. The, this is on a, such a tangent. I we, can't were go, remember. we were going through the Great British Bake Off lineup, and we were talking about Carol Vorderman. <laughs> And we were doing it... <laughs> Carol Vodafone. Carol Vodafone. And we were doing it... We were just picking other words. It began with V that had two syllables. I need to bring this up because this is too funny. Can you bring it up on your laptop? No. Oh, okay. I'll just play it into the mic. It no, was... Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Oh, I don't have a... Aux. <laughs> every, every, every time. time. Stop accepting the cable. I, don't, I forgot. Okay, sorry, but I'm just going to go through it. And we did this for... An hour. Like, like I, are... I kept waking up to send her more. They're not even that funny. I, I was I them. was Googling. Oh, I thought some of them were kind of funny. I was Googling <laughs> two, words le- that begin with v. two syllable words to begin with V. Why can I not? Fa- How far back were these? Carol Viviscal. Carol Viviscal. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Carol Vallavon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. I have them. I have them. Okay, yes. Okay, so starting this, off. These could be anything. Just make sure they're not. So, yeah, yeah. So what it started was um, um, the... The lineup is so late. Tan France, Alton Hammond, Louis Theroux, James Blunt. And then I spelled Carl Vorderman wrong. So Bree said, ha ha. And <laughs> How then, did you spell it? You spelled it like Vorderman. Vorderman. So then Bree <laughs> said, Carol Vodafone. <laughs> Carol Vallavon. <laughs> Carol Vaporpin. <laughs> Carol Volleyball. Make sure this doesn't run into anything else. Carol Vicks Chest Rub. <laughs> Carol, Victoria Justice, lead actor in the hit Nickelodeon TV series, Victorious. Carol, ventriloquism. That's my baby. Vagisil. <laughs> Carol, Vengabus. <laughs> Carol, Balkanologist. Carol, Visectomy. <laughs> Carol videographer Oluk O'Kelly. <laughs> Carol Valentina, I'd like to keep it on. <laughs> Carol Velociraptor. Carol Viva La Vida. Loca. Carol Veganuary. Carol Viviscal. <laughs> How many more is there? Carol Velma from the hit franchise Scooby Doo. Carol Voldemort from the hit uh, book and movie series Harry Potter. Give us the Oscar. That was so such a rabbit hole. No one's going to find that half as funny as we do. I think they will. Uh, <laughs> I decide what content is funny. Okay. And I just say that you have to laugh now. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> 
What best, was that in relation to? Cucumber. Ben, oh, Benadryl Capitrach. Um, <laughs> sorry, best director nominees. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. Did you see that? Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. I'm really sorry I pronounced that wrong. I did not see Quentin Tarantino. I did not see. I've <laughs> never seen him. I've never seen I him. I don't know that I man. don't know him. Um, sorry to this man. No, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't want to. No, I don't care. It's good, man. I don't care. Life is for living. Okay. Do you know what? I just... Anyway, sorry. But other movies that have been directed by women this year that were shot out. I've mentioned Hustlers already. I will get off the stage. Booksmart. I don't know if you saw. It was directed by Olivia Wilde. Oh, yeah. Kind of turned the whole buddy comedy coming of age super bad kind of thing on its head. Beanie Feldstad is in it who's Seth Rogen's not Seth Rogen the other one Jonah Hill. Sister. That's so hateful I'm really sorry. His sister. Feld- yeah. Feldstein. What did you say? Beanie Feldstad. Is it not Feldstein? No I think it's Feldstad. Fe- Beanie Hill. Beanie yeah. And the other gal in it whose name I don't remember. Um, Beanie looks like um, that other girl as well that's in Good Girls. What's her name? With the eyebrows. Doesn't matter. I've no idea what you're talking about. Um, what and now again it's, it's worth stating that we are again two very Caucasian women having this conversation and again we don't have horses in the race in terms of I haven't seen half these movies that are nominated anyway no and I think I hate when people use the argument if it's something that's going to be nominated it, it, like we should be nominating on quality not because there is a person of colour in it or because there's a woman in it but that's not the argument I think anyone is trying to make here and I think when you look at the year that's been and when you consider the critical evaluations that people have made as I said of movies like Hustlers Us came out Lupita was shut out Us was so good I haven't seen that yet but I but forgot that was, was, was like where's Lupita do you know what I mean any of them that, yeah Lupita definitely deserved a nomination it's for like that. a part of me is like it's not it's not tokenism these people aren't looking for the, a nomination for the sake for the sake of balance that's not it like it's yeah. about giving someone else a shot as well and giving people these platforms because obviously a room full of white men now I said this in my article as well which is gas um, when it comes to addressing the root of the problem the academy is looking to the voting system Academy President Cheryl Boone Isaac is doubling the number of women and diverse members of the Academy by 2020. Um, it's 2020 now. Obviously, I wrote this in 2016. I don't know if that's the case. I didn't look into it. I'm sure they've probably done some kind of vanity change or whatever. But just going back to it, if you're sending out all these DVDs to a cohort of white men and they see themselves in movies, they are going to... They're naturally towards it. They, they're naturally disposed to go towards those movies. That just makes it like that makes sense. Yeah, they're not going because they don't see themselves in movies like us because they don't understand that from the perspective of a white male. Yeah, I think. Well, like I'm sorry, but like I don't, I don't relate to us. Yeah, I but mean, I still know it was better than Marriage Story. Yeah. Or whatever other ones. But, it, but again, in. it goes back to your point saying, how do you decide something's good? Obviously, art is subjective, but. Yeah. Us got a lot of critical hype again. Yeah. Nowhere to be seen. But it goes back to, there's someone nominated um, and I think it's Cynthia Irv, Erivo and I'm just going to double check this for Harriet and it kind of goes back to this point and there was an article in The Guardian about it um, about how anytime women of colour are nominated for these roles, yeah, it's Harriet. So Harriet is... Um, the movie follows from her escape from slavery through the dangerous missions she led to liberate hundreds of slaves through the Underground Railroad. The story of heroic abolitionist Harriet Tubman is told. The point that the Guardian piece was making was that a lot of the time when women of colour and people of colour are nominated, it's for these movies where they're in roles where they're like maids and slaves, slaves yeah. and lesser. Whereas like white people, they don't like Joaquin Phoenix is a clown, you know? Yeah. Like Joaquin Phoenix is a reply guy on Twitter, do you know? It's it's annoying to see that and it's not fair and there's a lot of like this this hashtag and this movement came out four years ago and sweet F all has changed. And then there's the argument like it's hashtag activism, is it vanity activism, does it do anything? And you'd be inclined to think no when you look at a list of nominees like this. Yeah. And it goes on to I don't know, did you see the Brit nominees? I did not. When they're coming up They're usually February as well. It's usually like Valentine's week. Okay. Um, Jack Whitehall is back hosting again. Uh, I mean, it's the British Grammys. Are they are they considered as big of an accolade as the Grammys? Undoubtedly not. But um, 
So in 2018, when Dua Lipa picked up the award for Breast British Female, Breast? <laughs> breast, I, breast Bitty Female. I personally love her titties, but that's not why she was picking up the award. Um, she's a very good musician as well. It's not she said, your point, really. It's really not. It's a really, really not. I'm sorry to this woman and all women. She said, here's to many more women on these stages, more women winning awards and more women taking over the world. A year later, in 2019, her wish was granted. The number of women nominated in the three mixed gender categories, so that's Best Album, Best Single and Best New Act, they'd risen from four to 12. Um, for the second time in Brits history, female artists outnumbered men for the night's biggest prize, Album of the Year. Um, fast forward to 2020. Um, the shortlist for Best Album is exclusively male. Ah, for God's sake. Um, and there is only one woman, woman, Mabel, yeah, she's good. Good gal. Um, she's been nominated in categories where both men and women are eligible, but she's the only woman. Out um, of all three? Yeah, out of all three categories. What an absolute So joke. I don't, I don't have the list of albums to hand, but I know it's Stormzy, Heavy as the Head, Harry Styles, Fine Line, Louis Capaldi, uh, Divine Inspired to a hellish extent. And then there's like two more that I can't remember. I think Sam Fender might be one of them. I don't know the other one. Do you have to be British to be nominated? Is that yes, yeah, yeah, which is fair enough. There's international categories as well, obviously. So like, where's like, Sigrid? See, did Sigrid have one last year? She's not British. That's fair. But I did make a list of other people that I was like, Mahalia released a really good album. If you haven't listened to it, so, so good. Um, FK, Twigs, uh, Charlie. Charlie XCX is a name that just came to me there. There's more, I, but I can't think of, I was bad for listening to music last year. But I suppose it's just a thing of uh, Charlotte Gone, she's um, the editor of Enemy. She made the point. How do you, they look at that list and go, yeah, that's cool. Let's go with that. I find it really strange. Yeah, it is really strange. And they definitely, it's not a good, like, to do it for hype. It's not the kind of hype you want surrounding your awards show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know Laura Snape. She works for The Guardian and writes for The Guardian a lot. She was talking about how kind of insider info as to why they're, they're, why men are pushed more into the industry as well. I'm, I'm not going to say this very eloquently, but the, and I'm paraphrasing, but the point was that the kind of industry experts came back and it was like, oh, like women are more expensive to like, in terms of creating their artist persona and whatever there, you need to put more money in because of like makeup artists and like stylists and wardrobe. And it would just actually make you sick that the industry doesn't view female artists as a finished product until they have fucking chapstick and mascara on them. Do you know? Like yeah. it's, very, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. That's my very serious bit over with. I, w- I want to talk about something else. Okay. This is a surprise segment that you won't tell yeah. me. Okay. I want to talk about... Oh, no. Forget the Oscars, right? <laughs> I don't think the Oscars matter in the grand scheme of things. I think we're forgetting about music's true biggest night. Not the Grammys. The Meteor Ireland Music Award. Oh my God, stop. The Meteor Ireland Music Award was an accolade bestowed upon professionals in the music industry in Ireland and further afield. They had been bestowed each year since 2001, replacing the IRMA Ireland Awards held in the 1990s. Imra. No. Imraz. Irmaz, actually. Promoted by MCD Productions, the ceremony at which the accolades are bestowed. They they love the word accolades and bestowed in Wikipedia. Upon worthy recipients were referred to colloquially as the meteors, though occasionally also by its full title. They don't happen anymore, do they? They don't. And this is... I'm starting... You've heard it here first. Meteor doesn't exist anymore. Well, this is this brings me on to um, my next sentence. <laughs> Event organizers confirmed in January 2011 that there would be no award ceremony that year, with Meteor's cancellation of its sponsorship of the event widely blamed for this abrupt occurrence. <laughs> like, no shit, Sherlock. You can't do the Meteor Awards out the Meteor, like. And the Choice Music Awards, they're not linked to that now. So Meteor Awards kind of went across a couple of things. So it covered radio music. It was mainly music, but it covered radio and TV as well. Whereas the Choice Music Prize this year, there's a lot of great albums up. Uh, Dahi, Loss, I'm going for. There's a couple of other good ones as well. Um, that's a separate thing though. And that's, that'd be more similar to the Mercury Music Prize in okay. the UK. Um, I'm trying to think of, like this line just kills me. The Media Ireland Music Awards were the equivalent to the United States Grammy Awards. Um, the awards take their name from their sponsors, Meteor. Each year, there was a mix of live performances and award presentations at a ceremony conducted in the Point Theatre. And then it was also in the RDS. Um, it had people like, obviously, you'd have like Westlife were there nearly bloody every year. I'm pretty sure they won Best Group every single year it existed. <laughs> um, and then you had international artists like, I mean, we can take the piss, but Amy Winehouse performed at the Media Awards. Yeah. Pussycat Dolls? Sugar Babes? 
Counting Crows. And no one would pick Lionel up, Richie. No one would pick up the sponsorship for it. Like, I it don't seems know. like a solid enough. I think they should bring it back. Those who have presented awards to recipients included both Irish and international figures for music. So, like, Colin Farrell, Alex Zane. Do you remember Alex Zane? No. I really fancy Alex, Alex Zane. He, he does Rootube. He did pop yes. with uh, Alexa Chung. Uh, uh, did he do Big Brother's yes little yeah. brother grey hair yeah yeah he was gorgeous Rosanna no, Jason, was George Pete, someone. Pete Lamb is or George, George Lamb, Lamb is his dad I, oh I'm thinking of George Lamb yeah <laughs> um, Jennifer Maguire used to do some of the orange carpet segments for it and at one point uh, for one question she asked Keen Egan from Westlife um, how big his was she winked I winked um, will we go through some winners? Yeah. We won't be here all night. Samantha Humba, um, what year did she win and what category? Like, believe it or not, <laughs> she... I don't think she Another won. woman. She uh, actually didn't. What a joke. Left off. Sorry. Nominations. So in 2001, best male went to Ronan Keating. Best female <laughs> went to Sharon Shannon. Best band... What? Best band went to U2. I'm not so full of shit. I don't know where I pulled Westlife from. Sorry. I'll actually come to that I'm looking like, at the page now Like a huge Sharon Shannon fan But she's not the best female in Ireland um, Album was All That You Can't Leave Behind I don't know who that was Live performance U2 Pop Act Westlife And they won pop. They won Best Pop Act For The eight years That preceded the awards So fair play um, New Act JJ72 Do you know who that is? No um, Lifetime Achievement Christy Moore um, 2002 It was David K- Oh sorry da- 2002 David Kish Best male, best female, Samantha Mumba. Dessert. Oh, yes. You know, David Quaid, was he a Eurostar? I don't Contestant? think so. I could be wrong. He's still knocking around. I'm definitely going to get in trouble for saying that. You, you, you two You're won the band it, again. Yeah. All That You Can't Leave Behind won the album again. Which... You two. Oh, but they won again. You Shane's, can't win two Shane's just told me row. it's you two. Jesus the... Christ, I'm going to get my head kicked in. Music journalist, she says. They won best album of the year two years in a row. Yeah. The same album. What an achievement. <laughs> That's a lot of bollocks. Are you sure you haven't got me a base? No, I wrong? swear to God. <laughs> um, it was just the Meteor Awards recognising great talent in you know underground band U2. Maybe just no better albums came out that year. Fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, Monday won in 2003 and then Carly Hennessy. I don't know who that is. Skylarkin. Do you know who that album is? No, they oh. won best album. Do you know? No, it rings a bell. Paddy Casey won in 2004. Cara Dillon won in 2004. Who? Mick Christopher. Oh, no. Mick Christopher, RIP. I did not know that. Um, bullshit. Paddy Casey won again in 2005. Gemma Hayes won in... No, sorry, this is 2006. Oh, uh, no, 2005. Juliet Turner won in 2005. Damien Dempsey won in 2006. Gemma Hayes won in 2006. Damien Dempsey won again in 2007. <laughs> I don't think there were enough people <laughs> at the time. Who voted in these? I don't... I'm not... The public. Sure. Who would you give your Lifetime Achievement Award to in Irish music now? I would say maybe Linda Martin doing Up All Night to Get Lucky or Amanda <laughs> Brunker doing that one performance at Oxygen. Uh, Twink. Twink, yeah. Imelda May. Imelda May, yeah. Did she get it? Lifetime Let me just check. No, she didn't. Not yet. She did win Best Female in, in 2009. She, she wasn't around long enough when it ended, I feel like, to get a Lifetime Achievement. But she definitely is now. So the, still too young. The last people to win before the thing dissolved, Best Male, Christy Moore... Uh, in 2010 and then Wallace Bird sorry Christy Moore was not the best male in 2010 wow Christy Moore I'd say would beg to differ I've <laughs> seen him he's great these. I yeah, don't know he's great but like was he the best male in Ireland who else was out in 2010 um, Miracle Bell their band <laughs> exactly um, Snow Patrol won best Avenue? band that year Did Fox, Fox Avenue, Avenue yeah no they didn't Did uh, Joke Tony was next Khan won best album Which do is Do you remember that girl band From Eurostar That used to play only Like electric instruments Do you remember, Like electric or, it some Fiddles kind of flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah Did they win it Yeah um, International acts Ranged from Lady Gaga won the final year And Michael Bublé Florence and the Sheen won for band And then best album Sunnyside Up um, Yeah uh, anything for the cause? Anything for the cause? Anything from the trolley? Uh, no. And I mean, no. Don't I was I was going to be Don't hateful. I'm not going to. I can't. I can't be hateful to the band that gave me summer sunshine. It's not fair. <laughs> um, yeah, and then hosts Daryl Brian, Ed Byrne, Patrick Keelty, Deirdre O'Kane, and Podge and Raj. Patrick of Keelty course, these days. Uh, Daryl Brian, and then Amanda Byram hosted the final two years. Mad. I'm telling you now we need to bring it back. How much did you pay to go back in time to one of those? I'd what love to go back. Like? Imagine to be there for when Amy Winehouse performed. Yeah. That's iconic. Yeah. In Dublin, like. Iconic. Um, 
I don't know what else I have to say. I feel like I did have something else to say, but... I've never made as many notes for an episode. I know, I'm very and impressed. I feel like Typed we, as well. I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface. My God, what a time to be alive. Um, That's all I have. In summary... Oh, can I ask, do you enjoy when people go through like all the dresses and stuff on their Instagram stories that I said at the start? I, like you were saying, you used to watch the red carpet for the fashion. I had no, I genuinely don't really have that much of an interest in fashion, I don't think. I don't either. Listen, Breed, I don't no, fucking do. brush my hair. You do. Yeah, you know you're an observer of it. I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you who or what any given year to anything. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. The one thing I do have written down is if anyone remembers, Mila Kunis oh, yeah. wore a purple dress. Where did I write this? Sorry, I have it. Oh, the Met Gala. Will we talk about the Met Gala as well? Sure. Mila Kunis wore a purple dress to the Oscars in 2011. And if you know it, you'll immediately have it in your head. I wanted to have a replica of that made for my Debs. And my mom swiftly told me to get lost. <laughs> there was a website where it was like, you could get these dresses like recreated. And I'm so glad I didn't. How many thousands? Like? Oh, no, I don't. Well, you never got a price, but I can only imagine the thing I would have come back with. If only Eamon was your friend back then. I know. Eamon, please. Make her that dress for the gossies. Make me the dress. <laughs> um, Billy Porter is my favourite on red carpets at the minute. He's yes, really good. Yeah, yeah. Flipping gender norms. I saw a good funny tweet that like, because he is, he really goes in in terms of what he wears and is very committed to doing so. And I saw a tweet with a photo of him from the Golden Globes because he was wearing, maybe was it, was it the Sags? No, it was Golden Globes. Anyway, he's wearing this like cut off dress. I don't think it was the Golden Globes, but it was some recent award show. Why can't I wear strapless? What is that word? <laughs> Sweetheart neckline? Sweetheart, does it go like this? Kind of, yeah, that. And he's wearing like the, uh, it's so beautiful, like this beautiful satin gown. And the tweet is like, basically, this is what it means to like flip off gender roles, not your fave wearing a sheer shirt, which I laughed at a lot. Yeah. Um, the Queer Eye boys do that as well. They probably only go to the Emmys yeah. and stuff, but Jonathan Van Ness is very good for that. Met Gala. Um, again, I probably would follow for the fashion and like the celebs. Um, I love people giving out about people not following the theme celebrities not understanding the theme yeah. and just being like I need to look as hot as possible did you see the recent episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians and it was all it was like a week in the life of Kim about Kim's Met Gala dress for her, camp it was yeah. her going to the Met Gala and when I say like her waist was the size of a mug like it was insane and she was in so much pain what they did is did insane and I do admire and like I, I know there was arguments about her. So the year she did it, it was, a, it was the theme was camp, notes on fashion. Yeah. And again, we, I went to see the exhibition in New York. It was unbelievable. Did you? Yeah. We went in for free. Was they her thought, dress there? No, hers wasn't. But they had like loads of, uh, do you know Bjork's like swan oh, dress? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so good. Um, we got in for free because we ended up sneaking in behind this like group and they thought we were all together, but we absolutely should have paid. Sorry to the city of New York. Um, but... I know there was a lot of talk about like whether she followed it or whatever because like is it camp whatever and it kind of I could never explain it now I could try but if you look it up it ha it's based on like a book or some thing that kind of goes into it in more detail in terms of what camp is but I mean you can't deny that she looked like an absolute cartoon like yeah. like I mean I thought she looked incredible do I think she followed the theme I don't know because I don't know do I fully understand the theme yeah. the theme for this year's one for 2020 is about time fashion and duration so we can expect a lot of people dressing up as Donald Gleeson <laughs> and Rachel McAdams <laughs> that's my joke but um, I just have so much admiration for them like we couldn't I can't wear heels on a night out because I'd have to take them off you had to take off your flat shoes <laughs> Yeah, from here today, walking from. Sorry, your the studio is on. What floor is this? Five, four, four. I'm. I have a kappa bag and very high knee high boots, and I've a, I'm so off balance. <laughs> she literally arrived with no shoes on. Because <laughs> you imagine you at the Met Gala or me at the Met Gala. It's like I'd wear wearing my Nikes. Yeah, I would wear filas. <laughs> I would like say Tara Stewart won't wear high heels, and do you know what? I think I, I might so join much her. Respect for that. Life's too short. Um, I would like to think I'd commit to the theme though, but no, you would. Yeah. Nobody wins really at that though, except Isn't us. Isn't the Met Gala a thing where like a massive million billionaire buys a table and then invites, like a massive designer buys a table and then invites 10 of the people they want yeah. to represent them at it? To be honest, I actually don't know why I included this because there's no awards it's, at it's all. It's a gala, it's not an award. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm glad we talked about it anyway. And I feel like... Do you have anything else? No, I feel like now is a good a time as ever... To wrap up. To talk about some mini bandwagons. Yay! Hang on. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, which do you want first? There's uh, Netflix, a TV and a podcast. Podcast, please. Um, our good friend, maybe I've mentioned this before, I can't remember, our good friend of the pod, Judy J. 
Yes. You just started a new podcast. Woohoo! And it's um, exactly what we've needed in Irish podcasting. It's a true crime comedy podcast called Crime Land. And I just listened to the first episode and it is very, very, very good. Judy's really, really, she's a really good presenter. I feel like this could be the true crime podcast that gets me into true crime podcasts. It's, yeah. Why can't I say podcast? I and they're not podcast. like, they're not long, they're not heavy. They're just interesting and they're funny and she has really good guests who are also comedians. So I would definitely recommend looking that up. She's great. Could I get um, a TV show, Carol, please? Um, you're going to like this one. It's da, 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 da. It's Love Island. Do you want to take it? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Love Island is back. Like it or lump it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> direct quote, I, I direct think, quote from Fernando Jones. ITV are just like, deal with it. Um, yeah, it's back. Um, it's, it's fine. Virtual media one. Still very early days. Not Nothing happened. The one thing I say to people when people are like, could I jump in now? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, leave the first week, go. You binge can jump it, in at any time. It's still going to be shit. Binge it all at the weekend. You watch it last year. Don't be a rat. I'm are watching, you watching it this year. Are you watching it this year? It uh, yeah, because I have to stay on top of my pop culture. It's my full time job now. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't enjoy it as television. It's very, very low quality television. Yeah, but I lo- I live for drama. So, and for me, like personally, low quality person pointed to myself. Low quality content. I feel like it matches up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of low quality content, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is coming to Netflix the season that you couldn't get. In like in the last few months, is finally 14? coming to Netflix this week. Excellent, January nineteenth. I don't know what day that is, but I I'm very excited. Up. I tried to stream it and I got too confused and too bored. So fair. It, my brother watched it all and he said it's one of the best ones. Have you ever watched The Mick? No, but I've seen it being advertised on. I didn't read Central. Yeah, I didn't realize it got renewed. What's her name? Did it? Caitlin Olsen. Caitlin Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, she's basically in it. Dee and from Sunday. yeah. Um, I was intrigued I saw an ad for the other day I was like I, I cannot believe this. not that I can't believe this got renewed I was like I have heard I thought it got cancelled jack all about this maybe another network brought it back in America maybe yeah um, it said from the producers of It's Always Sunny so I'm assuming that's Rob McElhenney she, ju- she just seems she just seems to be playing the same role again but yeah, I mean oh, like, absolutely. Good for her. yeah but on like a more PG level yeah so I'm very excited for that that's what I'm doing in my week and that's coming to Netflix January 19th great if you couldn't get it when it came out originally. Yeah. To all the people exciting. to all the people who waited and didn't partake in illegal activity, I salute you. Um we've got a show coming up. Oh yeah. Same night as someone wrote to me earlier was like, I'd love to come to your live show, but it is the same night as the Ch- the Choice Music Awards. What is it? We were just talking about. Oh rats. Not that we were going to them anyway. Oh but. fuck you, Dahi Soul. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the podcast, it's fine. Um no I'm joking. Uh God, that's annoying, isn't it? I feel like we've very little crossover there. How yeah. Um, we, yeah. You should come to ours though, because you should way come to ours. Sorry, way more crack. It surely is. Um, tickets are twenty euro. We're playing the Sugar Club on the fifth of March. Um, tickets are on sale tomorrow at ten o'clock. If you're a patron, they're on sale already. Yeah. Um, and there's some left. Come get them. They're hot and juicy. We don't know what um we're gonna do yet. We might we might have a little brainstorm with the patrons, patrons but it's gonna be funny. And my God, that PowerPoint's going to be lit. Yeah. If you want to hear what they sound like, we have two live episodes up already. If you haven't listened to them, they'll give you a good idea. Of we will. We will have a ball. Crack. Like, we will have an absolute ball. My mom and dad are coming. No. Why did Which you tell I'm me that? excited and apprehensive about. Yeah. Um. So we're going to have to revise the content, I would say. If not, like, for my mom to be interested, we'd have to do the podcast on like CNN or something. She's not going to want to hold two hours on Nintendo 64 games or whatever, Nintendo DS yeah, games. I mean, I beg to differ, but listen, we'll leave it at that. We need to go home. I've been Fanula. I've been Breed. Thank you so much for listening. Um, like, comment, subscribe, and uh, don't forget to review us. And Tell if you want to be, a, if you want to be a patron, we'd love that. Um, d- yeah. <laughs> do it do it see you next week bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.